Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Behold podcast. I just wanted to give you a quick little note that this episode was originally only made as a YouTube video, and it can be found in its entirety here, as well as its entirety with the video on our YouTube channel, which can be found in the show notes. Thank you so much for being a part of our Behold community, and I hope you enjoy this episode. to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is episode 17. Hello, welcome to episode 17. I am so glad that you are here. My name is Christy Horsch, and I am just really grateful for all of you who have been following along. And for those of you who are new, I hope that you will jump back in and listen to some of the previous episodes because sometimes they kind of build on each other. Not as much today as some of the other episodes, but we also have a private Facebook group, the YouTube channel, lots of fun stuff going on. So check out the, the notes for any links that you want to get to those. But let's get started. So obviously we talk a lot about managing our minds in this program, but what about when we're tired? As busy moms, we end up being tired a lot. And so I want to talk about the obvious answer to this. We need more sleep. And of course, you're probably thinking, but how is that even possible? So today I'm going to give you some tips on how to get some more sleep. And I'm going to show you how to approach sleep through mindset work. Okay. And towards the end, I have just some real gold for you that that has really changed my outlook on sleep. And so I hope you'll stick through to the end to see it. But first, as we're getting started, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill our hearts and fill our minds and help us to just be open to wherever you want us to be. Lead us to where you lead us, to where you guide us. Help us to just be completely open to the way that you're going to move in our lives. Please help us to hear your voice. Help us to know that you created us for an amazing purpose, for a dream that only we can fulfill. But you also created us for rest. Help us find the balance between these two and help all that we do to give glory to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, so as you've been listening to this this series, you've probably heard me talk about seeing yourself the way that God sees you and having love and compassion for yourself and making time to take care of yourself. One of the very best things that you can do for yourself is to get a good night's sleep. Now, I know that for a lot of you, that idea is something, something you've heard, but it still feels new. It feels different. And so your brain is throwing a gigantic tantrum right now. I want you to just calmly and kindly tell your brain, We're going to hear this out. It's going to be okay. Brain, I'm going to take care of you. We are safe. You know, take a few breaths if you need to when you start thinking about getting a good night's sleep. Now, this episode has been really fun for me to research and to work on because this is something that I still really struggle with too. And so I am right here with you. This is something that I am definitely on the journey with you. And I just really want to share with you what I found out. 
because I think it's going to change the way you look at sleep, just like the way that it's been changing how I look at sleep. So first of all, let's talk about the benefits of sleep. Sleep has so many benefits. Um, it, I've got notes here, it increases our immune system. I know the pandemic is kind of waning down in some places and some places it's ramping back up, but either way, we want to have a strong immune system. We get that by sleeping. Sleeping helps to increase our immune system. Our brain function, it increases our brain function. We can think more clearly when we're not in the sleep deprived brain fog. Um, it decreases heart disease. Getting enough sleep decreases your heart disease, chance of heart disease. It also decreases your chance of stroke and it also helps decrease inflammation. That's amazing. It also, as it's decreasing those things, it increases your lifespan. People who ha get a good night's sleep tend to live longer lives. It also will, can aid in weight loss, can help you lose weight. And so for those ladies who are in the weight loss program, I will be doing a bonus live video today, the day that this comes out, so that you can learn a little bit more about all the ways that sleep will aid your weight loss journey. And once you hear that, you are going to be getting a good night's sleep tonight for sure. <laughs> um, sleeping through the night, or not sleeping through the night, but getting a good night's sleep, getting enough sleep for your body also makes your skin glow. So you'll just look so lovely <laughs> when, you're, when you're well rested. And finally, when we're very stressed, when we have a lot going on in our lives, a lot of concern, worry, stress, overwhelm, our cortisol levels go way high. They go up. And that's how we start getting into that flight and fight, fight mode. That's where we start seeing health issues when that cortisol is raised too high for too long. But when we get a good night's sleep, our cortisol levels reset. Our brain just kind of clears out all the junk and resets for us, okay? So when we get a good sleep, our cortisol is resetting which is such a gift to us to wake up in the morning, not stressed. Okay. All right. So knowing this, I bet most of you listening to this are thinking, well, I don't get enough sleep. It's summertime. We are so busy. The sun is up late. The kids are up late. The, you know, I'm still nursing the baby. So there's just no way I can go to a good night's sleep. Our schedule is different than you know, 75% of the year, I just don't have a choice in how I sleep. And I really want to question those thoughts. Those thoughts that you're having right now, that you're telling yourself, I don't have a choice. They're just not true. Those thoughts are lies. Those thoughts are not the voice of God because the voice of God tells you that you always have a choice. He gave you free will. He gave you free will, which means having a choice. That literally means that you have a choice. And maybe you'll decide that in this season, getting some extra sleep is not the plan for you. That might be what you decide. But then you're going to love that decision and love your reason for that decision because it is your choice. All right. Anyway, back to sleep. I do want to kind of throw in a caveat here because there are moms of nursing babies here. And there's moms of teenagers who only want to speak to them in the, when, you know, they want to be up late when the house is finally quiet and it's just them. And, you know, we have those teenagers that, st or there's the moms that have the wide age span. So you've got the toddler who's getting up early in the morning and the teenager who wants to talk to you late at night. And so 
I see you. I feel you. <laughs> um, I know that not every night is going to be a full night's sleep. But this episode is going to just challenge you to look at your sleep and your sleep habits and maybe where you can make some changes to make that sleep a little better, even though it might not look perfect. Perfect. Remember, there's no perfect, but perfect in this season. So first, I'm just going to start with some basic tips for getting a good night's sleep, and then we're going to get into the into the good stuff, the mindset work. Um, so first, our brains love routine. We've talked about that before. Our brain has really good grooves around routine, around things that repeat themselves. And so having a routine around bedtime is going to help you fall asleep faster. Okay. So just, it can be, you know, maybe you take a shower or wash your face and moisturize and brush your teeth. But that routine that you're in, whatever you do, maybe you read a little bit, maybe you journal, whatever you do is going to kind of signal to your brain, okay, it's almost time to rest. Maybe you turn the lights down in the house. Maybe you have a certain scent, like some people like lavender at night, or, you know, maybe you have, have a scent that just kind of triggers your brain and, oh, it's time to start to get more restful now. It's time to start calming down. So having those rituals or routines is really good to help you fall asleep faster and to get a good night's sleep then as well. Now, I'm sorry, I lost my spot. Now, as your brain is throwing that toddler tantrum, like you're saying, I can't get into a routine, every night looks different, we're here, there, and everywhere. Again, I want, as, as your brain is telling you all these reasons that you can't get this sleep, you can't do what you think you need to do with sleep, I want you to start to tell your brain to think for solutions instead. Start looking for how you can get sleep. Okay, so set up that nighttime ritual. Next, I want you to turn off your screens. I know this one's rough. This one's hard because at the end of the day, we just want to veg out. We're tired. It's been a long day. We've been in baby mode, kid mode, adult kid mode, whatever. We just want working all day. We just want to relax. And a lot of us just relax with our screens. We scroll through social media. We binge Netflix. And there is nothing wrong with that until it starts to have a consequence. And remember, once there's a consequence, or if we're doing it to avoid our feelings, it becomes a buffer. So if you're scrolling at the end of the day because you don't want to feel the weight of your work, if you are scrolling at the end of the day to a point where you can't fall asleep at night because your brain is still going long after you've put that screen down, then it's become a buffer for you. And then we need, you know, then go back to the buffer episode and start addressing that as well. But some people don't need a lot of time off of their screens before they can fall asleep. Some people need a good one to two hours, okay? And there are things that we can do. There are the, the special blue glasses that you can wear. Um, there's modes you can turn your phone in that help some of that light so you can be on your phone longer. But if you're somebody, just get really curious. Just be like a scientist and get really curious. Do I fall asleep more easily when I'm not on my phone right before bed? something to think about. Um, another thing, not drinking caffeine in the evening, you know, stopping that caffeine after lunchtime, just being like, okay, I'm not going to have any more caffeine after one o'clock because we think that our cup of coffee is giving us energy, but really what our cup of coffee is doing is it's blocking our tired feeling. Okay. It blocks the tired feeling. So we do feel like we have more energy because we don't feel so tired, but it's really just blocking 
It's just blocking that tired feeling. So instead of continuing to get drink the caffeine, so then you can't sleep at night, try to stop drinking the caffeine, you know, by one o'clock in the afternoon so that you're able to go to sleep and get that rest and then maybe not need quite as much caffeine because you don't have to block out that tired feeling as much because you're just not as tired, okay? Another tip I found about, um, about sleeping is, oh yes, not eating so much late at night. When we eat late at night, our body goes into digestive mode. And so it kind of wakes up parts of our body when we eat. And so your body, if you're eating right before bed, your body is going to kind of start to wake up. And so then it might be hard to fall asleep or stay asleep because you've been, you've been eating that close to bedtime. So it's hard for your body to get into that good restful state. And just another, another tip, again, being a scientist about your body. What, how do you sleep best? Where do you sleep best? What temperature do you sleep best in? Do you need a sound machine or a fan blowing on you? Do you need lots of blankets or just a few blankets? How are you most comfortable? Do you need um, all the lights? Does it need to be pitch black or do you need a little bit of light? Whatever you need to help your body. Just get really curious and then take care of yourself in that way. If you need a sound machine, make sure you push, push the button on that sound machine every night. Don't, you know, don't forget. So you've got that going. There's just so many ways we can learn about ourselves, our bodies, and know how to take care of ourselves because God loves us and that's what he wants for us. Okay, and so finally, my last little tip for right now is that if you're someone who wakes up a lot in the night, okay, let's say you just wake up a lot with that those racing thoughts or maybe you can't fall asleep because you're having so many thoughts of what you need to do the next day and what you've forgotten and, and this worry and that worry, I really encourage you to start journaling at night. Just taking out a blank piece of journal paper and writing down all the things that are flooding through your brain. I think you'd be really surprised how fast you can get it all out, okay? Because you're not going to dwell on each topic. You're going to just write it all down really quick. Like, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about this. Tomorrow, I need my to-do list for tomorrow is this, 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 and this. And then at the end, you're just going to give it to God because you need to sleep now, okay? And... By having it on that piece of paper, your brain's not going to be as fixated on it all night because it knows that it's there and you can pick up in the morning where you left off, okay? Your brain's going to know that, yes, I already have that to-do list, so I don't have to keep trying to remember that all night long. I don't have to remember that I need to call the doctor in the morning because that is already on my list, and so my brain can let that go and let me sleep, okay? So those are just some of those tips that I think could be helpful for you as you are starting to look at your sleep and how to get a better night's sleep. So you're thinking, okay, that's, that's all well and good, but I can't even get myself to go to bed. And I hear you. I do. Cause it's really hard to go to bed at night. Isn't that funny? When we're kids, our parents had to tell us when to go to bed and tell us when to go to sleep. And now as adults, it's like, we never learned that skill. We never learned how to go to bed at the right time for ourselves, or most of us haven't. I'm sure there are some of you that are really awesome at this, and I big pat on the back because I am not. But why do we do this? Why do we stay up so late? Well, first, I think we have just worked really hard all day, and the kids are finally asleep, or we finally put our work down, and we are just relishing the quiet. It's just this beautiful, quiet time. And we it's, it's a time for ourselves. It's a time that we can do the things that we want to do. And we think we need that extra time to recharge. 
and we and we do need time to recharge and we do need and we've talked about this in other episodes about doing things for yourself but what are you actually doing with this time is it actually recharging you we'll talk about that more in a second another reason i think we don't go to bed at night is because we don't want to wake up tomorrow we don't want to wake up and start all over again okay so we don't literally not want to wake up we just we have so much to do. We have so much on that to-do list and it feels so never ending that the idea of having to do it all over again tomorrow can make us feel really hopeless. And so our brain is trying to sort these things out all evening and how to give you that mental relaxation you want and also how to protect yourself from the day you're dreading tomorrow. So as usual, your brain is loving trying to protect you. It's loving you. It's trying to protect you. But when it's left unchecked, it usually takes you away from your best life rather than help you get to your best life, okay? That's how we need to manage our minds so we can get there. So I want you to think about if you were consistently getting eight hours of sleep at night. Wow. How would you be able to show up in your life, life if your brain and your body got the rest they needed? Who would you be if you weren't tired? Just think about that. Just dream about that. What an incredible idea to not be so tired. And, you know, we'd probably all be tired, but not in that exhaustive way that moms usually feel because we are getting the sleep we needed. So at this point, I want to challenge you. So what time would you need to go to bed to get seven or eight hours of sleep at night? Is that nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock? What time do you need to go to bed to get seven or eight hours of sleep? And then I want you to think about what time you're actually going to bed. 11, 12, 1, 2. There's a lot of gap time. There's a lot of space in between that. This is when I should go to bed to get my eight hours of sleep. And this is when I'm actually going to bed. Okay. What do you do during that gap? How are you filling that time? Most of us are buffering. Most of us are scrolling or binging Netflix or eating junk food. Now, we're doing these things, like I said, to try to avoid those feelings, avoid those feelings of what a hard day it is, what we're concerned about tomorrow, because that's what buffering is. And buffering also is a habit. It's something that we, that after a while, it just becomes a habit to just keep scrolling and scrolling. And we say, oh, I'm only going to look for five minutes and suddenly 45 minutes have gone by. Or, oh, I'm only going to watch one episode on Netflix and suddenly we've watched three. And now it's one in the morning and we're getting up at six and we're thinking, oh, well, five hours of sleep is pretty good. <laughs> but I would challenge you that what you're doing during that space, that space of time, that gap of time between when you should be going to bed and when you actually are going to bed, I would challenge you that it is not helping you towards your dreams challenge you that it's not moving you forward to being the person you want to be and or at least and if it is maybe it's probably maybe not in the same way that a good night's sleep would okay so some of you are like well what do I do in this season right now where where I have a nursing baby I'd consider going to bed early taking naps in between feedings um, some of you might have teenagers who don't seem to want to talk until it's dark and quiet, like I said before. And I would say, can you take an evening nap? 
You know, does your teenager come home from work at 10 o'clock at night and ready to talk, but your little kids go to bed at 8? Could you take a nap between 8 and 10? What would that look like? I don't know. Maybe that's for you. Maybe it's not, but it could help. Could you and your teenager have some other time during the day that's quiet one-on-one where you could talk where the other kids aren't around so that they don't have to have that two-hour conversation with you at 10 o'clock at night? Can you sleep in in the morning? You know, a lot of us really feel that pressure to get up in the morning. You know, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you might feel like, oh, I still need to get up and get going in the morning. And maybe you do. Maybe that's like your prime time. Maybe you're a morning person and, and that is the best time for you to get up and get going. But maybe that's not you. Maybe you don't have to do that. Maybe you can just have this grace and love and compassion for yourself. And if you are staying up late with the nursing baby, you are going to sleep in the next day with the nursing baby. Just something to think about, too. Um, we just need to start getting creative. We just need to start getting creative about our sleep. Just opening our minds up that there is a lot more, a lot more options for us than we realize. Okay? All right. So... Through this series, you know I talk a lot about loving yourself and loving your life and discovering your dreams, and this will help you on your path to more sleep. So whatever we want to change in action, such as the action of when we go to bed, we need to change our thought. And you can run it through that model we've discussed before of where your thought leads to your feeling, and your feeling leads to your action, and your action gets you your result. And so if you're thinking at night, tomorrow is gonna be bad, then you're going to have a feeling of hopelessness. And from that feeling of hopelessness, you will have no motivation to get off the couch and go to bed. Okay? No motivation to leave the TV after only one episode. So you'll stay up late, and your result will be that you're tired the next day. But we can work backwards through the model to become more intentional in our thoughts. So if I know I want my action to be that I go to bed at 10 o'clock, what feeling would I need to have what feeling would I need to have to get to that action? Maybe I would want to feel motivated, motivated to reach my goal or excited for the next day, like thinking of all the blessings and the exciting things that I get to do. Or maybe I just feel curious. Maybe I'm kind of curious, will this sleep thing actually help? Okay, so I want to choose one feeling, one feeling that I think is going to help me to get to bed at 10 o'clock. And so let's say if you picked excited, what thought would make you excited to go to bed? Maybe it's the thought, I love sleep. I'm going to do this for myself and get so much sleep because our bodies do love sleep. That's why we don't want to get up in the morning because we're so happy to be sleeping. That's why we love a good nap because our bodies do love that rest. Or maybe a thought that would make us feel excited is, oh, I'm so grateful that I get to spend another day at my job because my job is really, really at the end of the day is a really great job. Or maybe it's, I am so glad that the kids are going to be home for a few more weeks. I'm just really going to soak up my time with them. And I'm really excited to get up and give them my best tomorrow. You know, we just start thinking these thoughts that are going to lead to the feelings and the actions and get us our results. Okay. So we're just going to think about a good night rest and how it's going to make tomorrow even better for us. So we are in control of our thoughts. And we're in control of our feelings and we're in control of our actions. We get to choose. We have that choice. But then we have to acknowledge that there is a consequence of our choice. Okay? A lot of our choices lead to self-inflicted consequences. And sometimes those consequences are good. Getting a good night's sleep means that you will have a more you'll feel more rested in the morning. Choosing to stay up late will mean that you are tired the next day. Okay? 
So when we are tired, we don't show up in the same way for ourselves and those around us. Okay. That's how, that's how our dreams then kind of get lost because we're in this, I don't know, tired, confused state. We're dealing with all these side effects of never getting into good night's sleep. We're not moving forward with our goals. So Father Mike Schmitz has an episode on sleep and it is a great episode. Okay. And I've touched on a little bit of what he talked about. It's really brief. I want to say it's maybe only five or six minutes, but there was one part that really, I mean, it really rocked me. It really made me think we have to do an episode on sleep this week because it is, this is such a powerful idea. So he, what he said was, what he said was going to bed is an act of faith. Let me say that again. Going to bed at night is an act of faith. I love that. I love that. And so I'm going to break that down and explain it to you. Father Mike Schmitz quoted Psalm 127, and I'm going to too because it really helps explain it. And it's just a beautiful psalm. So, unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain who build. Unless the Lord guard the city, in vain does the guard keep watch. It is vain for you to rise early and put off your rest at night. To eat bread earned by hard toil, all this God gives to his beloved in sleep. Wow, all of this God gives to his beloved in sleep. It is vain to rise early and to put rest off at night. So you see, my friends, God made you. He created you as a human who needs 7 to 10 hours of sleep. The average adult needs 7 to 10 hours of sleep. And since he made you a woman, you are more than likely on that 8 to 10 hours of sleep side of the scale. He knew what he was doing. He didn't make you to need two hours of sleep or six hours of sleep. He made you to need eight hours of sleep. And you aren't taking care of yourself in that way. And most of us would say that life is too busy for all of that sleep. But God knew everything about your life. He knew all that you would have to do. And he still made your body function optimally with that eight to ten hours of sleep. If we're following God's will, there will always be enough hours in the day to accomplish what he wants us to. This doesn't mean that we get done what we want to. It means we go to bed anyway, and we put our trust in him to take care of the rest. And so as the psalm said, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build. Unless the Lord guard the city, in vain does the guard keep watch. We have to let God have his part. We have to give the Lord the time to do his work in us and through us while we sleep. All this God gives to his beloved in sleep. Sleep is an act of faith. I can tell you in preparing for this episode, now I'm going to really be looking at my own sleep habits. But I'd also like to say that for those in that, those seasons, those nursing moms, teenage moms, lots of kids moms with different sleep schedules, I do think sleep is an act of faith for you too. And that sometimes we need, do need to get creative on how to care for our bodies and th through, through our sleep. But I also think that season, there are seasons where God does call us to sacrifice some of that sleep to help build his kingdom. So when you're nursing your newborn every two to three hours all night long, you're sacrificing to nourish a future saint. That's beautiful. But when the baby falls asleep and you start scrolling on your phone instead of going to sleep yourself, then you're missing out on that sleep that God wants for you. 
you're missing out on that time for God to build in you what he wants to. So that leaves me with our challenge for this week. I'm going to challenge you this week. And it's not in the way you think that I'm going to challenge you. I want to challenge you this week to just become aware of how you sleep, of what's going on with your sleep. I want you to get really curious about your sleep habits. I have some questions for you to ask yourself. So what time, I want you to ask these questions, what time would I need to go to bed to get eight hours of sleep? What time do I actually go to bed? What am I doing with the time in between? Is what I'm doing with this in-between time going to help me reach my dreams or help me to become a saint? And just be really honest with yourself with each of those questions. Awareness is always the first step. And after a week of just becoming aware, take it to prayer, do some thought work, see where God is calling you because he might just be calling you to a good night's sleep. And when we are well rested, we begin to live our lives worthy of the call we have received. Thank you so much for joining me this week. That is all I have for you. I hope that you are joining us in our private Facebook group or on our email list. I'm so grateful for all of you who are there. You know, as I'm going through these topics, if these things are really speaking to your heart and you're feeling like, I really want to make good progress towards my goals and my dreams, I just, I feel stuck here, I feel stuck there, I'm not quite sure where to go, please, please schedule a curiosity call. I am more than happy to help you to see those areas where you might feel stuck and how to get around them and how to keep moving because that's that's what I do as a life coach. So my name is Christy Horsch. Thank you so much for joining me today. I will see you next week. God bless.